So it's the little successes. And I had to sit back and reflect on my life and really had to step into my power and just realize, you know, you, you, you really are a gem in this world and you've done a lot of things. listening to the Woman Inc. podcast. Woman Inc. is a San Francisco-based nonprofit that has been serving the city and larger Bay Area since 1978. We support survivors of domestic violence and their loved ones along their healing journeys, bridging value-rich networks designed to address intersections of violence. So welcome, everyone. I am Jill. I work at Woman Inc. I'm one of the directors there. And our guest today is Shannon Wise. She's the Women's Center Program Manager at Glide. And we're here with Shannon today to learn more about who she is and the work that they do over at Glide. So welcome, Shannon. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Jill. It's a pleasure. Love the work that you all do at Women Inc. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that, um, I mean, we all know Glide has been around for a really long time. Yes. I'm wondering if you can just tell us a little bit about what you do there as the um, Women's Center Program Manager. Sure, I'd be happy to. So um, I'm the newest program manager at the Women's Center at Glide. So Glide is a 50 year old uh, establishment. We are now Glide Foundation. Reverend Cecil Williams and his wife, Janice Mercatimi, founded Glide. Right. So Glide has a number of different programs, one of which includes the Women's Center. Uh, Some of the other programs include our meals program. We feed the homeless three times a day. We have a harm reduction department. We have a walk in center where we help people directly. We have a family resource center and we have a a host of other programs since uh, COVID has happened. A lot of our programs have uh, been altered or shut down. So I'm the newest program manager at the Women's Center. So the Women's Center was founded in 2008 by Janice. She is the co-founder of Glide and she founded the Women's Center. Before COVID, the center serves as a, a place for women to come, feel safe, We have and had drop-in support groups that clients can access. We've always had case managers on staff. The center was uh, formed to support women healing from domestic violence and trauma, right? So we provide referrals, advocacy for survivors. So we help connect women and empower them. So I was hired during the COVID, September 2020. When I came, it was closed and I was the only staff member. The center was in transition. So uh, the the work that we do today is right now, the center is contracted to support the residents that are in the shelter-in-place hotels. So right now there's about 30 different sites, hotels, and our job is to support the women. So there's probably about 2,000 total residents in the hotels and approximately 500 of them are women 
And our job is to support them with some low threshold case management resources, uh, hygiene products, et cetera. So the Women's Center serves anyone who self-identifies as a woman. And that includes trans women, cisgender, and others who identify themselves within the spectrum of the gender identity of um, a woman. Our target population is women, you know, experiencing the living in the tenderloin, right? The homeless women, a lot of them are affected with substance abuse, coupled with trauma, women that have behavioral needs, mental health needs, exiting criminal justice environments, justice impacted women, women struggling to find uh, safe housing, and particularly uh, seniors or those right now that are at risk for COVID, right? So our staff includes myself, and I just recently hired two peer advocate case managers. And what they will do is support uh, Glide as we support the residents in the hotels, and they will provide low threshold case management. So our job is to gain the attention of the woman, determine what her needs are, and then connect to the resources that can adequately help them and support them to um, obtain successful living. So about me, I wear a number of professional and personal hats. So Glide is the culmination of all my experience. So again, I started in Glide September 2020. I've been there about eight months. Before coming to Glide, I worked in the Bayview. I worked for a housing counseling agency, the San Francisco Housing Development Corporation. I was a senior housing case manager for the last seven years. And there I helped low to moderate income earners find affordable housing or buy affordable housing. So I facilitated many workshops and worked directly with clients one-to-one for a very long time. While I was at SFHCC, I also co-founded a small nonprofit, a women's empowerment program. We are Solutions for Women, and we have a website, solutionsforwomen.net. And Solutions for Women was founded to empower women. So I am a justice-impacted woman myself and a survivor of substance abuse. I have 20 years clean. And once upon a time, there was somebody that extended their hand to me and showed me the light. And therefore, once I created my foundation and was stable, it became my duty to serve other women in the same capacity that was in transition. So what we do is we host a women's empowerment group every Tuesday night. Before COVID, we were doing the in-person groups in Bayview in a community uh, room over off of third in LaSalle. And we would have uh, women participants. The women would come from different areas. So some of them were exiting jail, some in transitional housing, some experienced DV related situations, some looking for housing and some folks just needed support. So every Tuesday we do our group um, from six to 8.30. And right now we're doing it all virtual. And because of the virtual platform, we've actually increased our attendance, which is uh, wonderful. And then, so before I was in Bayview, I also worked on Treasure Island. So Treasure Island has uh, a few nonprofits over there. And I worked for one Treasure Island where I also founded a tax program 
So it's a it's a um, collaboration with the United Way, the IRS, and uh, community nonprofits. So during tax season, nonprofits will open up as a tax site and prepare taxes for free for low to moderate income earners. There's a income limit. So I've been doing that for about 10 years now. I also finished uh, school. I received my uh, master's degree in nonprofit administration in 2011. And that's when I uh, co-founded the Women's Empowerment Group slowly after with some of my other female peers. So I do a lot professionally. I do a lot of volunteer service. I serve on advisory boards. But before the professional work of uh, being a provider, 20 years ago, I was the same woman that I now serve today. So I was homeless in the downtown Tenderloin area. I was addicted to a substance, right? During the 90s, it was the crack era. Today is the fentanyl and the meth and whatever else is happening. But I succumbed during the crack era, had an addiction, was homeless, and would go to Glide to eat, right? So I know exactly what the women are going through. There, a lot of them are at their lowest low, and they just need a little spark of light to encourage them. So I proudly serve as a role model to women to provide a living example of what can be accomplished when you have support. I've been in a domestic violence relationship. I've had that experience. And now here I am at Glide. So it kind of brings everything together. My professional work and experience and also my purpose work. So now um, this is like, I don't know, it's kind of like a dream job. It was my vision when I created the Women's Nonprofit. It was my vision when I um, had got clean, but to come to an agency, a big enough agency that can support my vision and it aligns with the values of the organization, it's a win-win. So I'm looking forward to COVID being over so that we can get our women back inside the building and serve them. But in the meantime, we are taking our services to the streets per se and helping the women in the shelter and place hotels. And then we have an event coming up uh, May 7th. Oh my gosh, Shannon. Okay. <laughs> Aww. I had no idea. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I'm a living testimony. Okay. Living testimony. I have so many questions, mm-hmm. okay. but I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to whittle them down. I am really curious before we get, I really want to focus in on this event you're doing and, but leading up to that, so this is what I just jot little notes, right? Okay. So, so you came on at as the Women's Centers Program Manager in September in the midst of a pandemic. Correct. <laughs> then Correct. before that, you were doing housing counseling and that sort of thing in the Bayview. Yep. You started a nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you also help with taxes every year on Treasure Island and you help create that program. Oh, and also, by the way, everyone, she has her master's in nonprofit administration. Right. It was an easy transition, right? Yeah. It's such mm-hmm. an amazing story. And have you were you born in, in the city? Yes, San Francisco native. So I'm born in San Francisco, always lived in Oakland, 
You know, I consider myself a Bay Area uh, kind of gal, lived in the city until I was nine, lived in subsidized housing. And then we moved over to Oakland mm-hmm. and I uh, went to public school in Oakland and then we moved over to Albany. So Albany is a small suburb yeah. and uh, it was predominantly white when I was there. Most of the residents are homeowners. Uh, most of the children go to school and grow up together. But uh, I have one brother and a single mom raised us. My father was always in our life, but she still raised us um, as a single parent. So she moved us to that neighborhood and we rented. We were we rented, but we still live there to access the free excellent schools that a small suburban city would have. Right. So I went to Albany High. I graduated Albany High and then went to college down to Atlanta, Georgia, the Clark Atlanta University. But then that was also my uh, segue into my crack addiction. So I stayed in school for a couple of years and then I went to the left and was just running the streets for 10 years. Um, And then when I finally got it together, right? And I was the type of addict that wouldn't go to a shelter. I wouldn't go to a program. I would rather just be homeless in the mix. So it took the criminal justice system and I got arrested, right? And I got arrested for a very small infraction, which is considered nothing today. I was in possession of a gram of marijuana and I sold it to an undercover officer. So that started my career in uh, the justice system and I was placed on adult probation. And because I was in that element all the time, it's easy to violate nor did I want to go check in with a probation officer. So the violations kept coming. And before I knew it, I started getting comfortable with doing time. So I only went to the San Francisco jails. I never made it to prison because I just made a decision that that is not where I wanted to go because I would see people get it, go in and come out the violations and be on parole. So I was trying to make a decision in myself to get clean and to not go to uh, prison. So then Thanks to the, you know, San Francisco Dog Probation, San Francisco City and County Jail. Then I went on to Walden House, which is now Health Right 360. I had to do that. I did a 15-month program, and I turned around, relapsed, and did another 15-month program, and then I got it together. So then I, you know, went back to school, gathered all my credits, finished, and just kept kept going. So, um, yeah, proud of that. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I forgot what your question was, but... Well, it's basically, yeah, I mean, you answered it. I'm a native. All the work that you're doing and have done and have built on to help people is really inspiring. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's like using your your experience and your your power for good and and leaving things better than you found them. Right, exactly. That's part of your story. We need yes. to hear those stories more. And trying to help folks, right? Trying to help folks know that there is someplace better. Everybody is not a helper. Everybody doesn't always want to assist you, especially when they're successful. So it takes a special kind of person to want to give back. Yeah, and then our systems are fair. You know, you know, we could talk forever politically about the injustices of our systems. And Sometimes people need your help. Everybody doesn't have the capacity to help themselves. Everybody doesn't have education. Everybody doesn't have a good family. Everybody doesn't know wrong from right. So sometimes you need other people in your life to illustrate that and to help you. And with women, 
we really need each other. But when we are engulfed in our negative behaviors, women are the last thing that we want to, you know, reach out to. So that is a process to learn how to like and use the support of women. So I'm here to kind of help, you know, people see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that you've been working at the, at Glide with the Women's Center for, you know, since September. And mm-hmm. um, I think, so the, the, the way that um, I met Shannon and Womanique started working with Shannon was through that position. Everyone, yes. that's how we met and connected. And I've just noticed like on a personal level, I've just noticed your energy and coming into these spaces, even in these like remote meetings. And I'm like, she's really special. Well, thank you. Thank you. It was when I was on the streets, it was comments like that and people that I would encounter and they would just say, oh, you, you, you better than this. You have so much to give. And, uh, and then the light came on. Right. So it's those little sparks of uh, positive reinforcement you get, even when you're homeless, sitting on a stair stoop or you're panhandling and someone comes up to you and they're like, wow, you have, you know, you could be more than this. So even when I went to jail, when I went to program, it was other women that were in important positions that I would look up to. And I was like, wow, she did it. You know, maybe I can do it. Yeah, it yeah. gives me little chills. Yeah, it makes me teary-eyed, but, you know, uh-huh. I could talk through some tears. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, I, you know, when you get that, when you're down and you get that kind of positive reinforcement, you're in such an amazing position to do more of the same for others. And right. I don't know, I mean, it sounds like you are this, your experience, and then you've got this amazing education, and then you have all of this kind of can-do DIY, it sounds like energy that it's yes. like. Yes, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, I appreciate it. And uh, right now is a, a time where women of color are kind of in demand per se. And uh, I think it's great. I think it's past due. It's a form of reparation, but now we're kind of uh, getting credit for being humans, right? But we just happen to be women of color and we haven't had our fair share. 2020, 2021 is uh, not only the time for women, but it's also a time in our history where we, women of color, particularly African-American women, are being acknowledged for just who we are, right? So it's an important time. And I'm really stepping into my potential and the power that I have. And I just want to help others because we need all the help we can get. I'm curious, given all your experience, um, both just life experience and then all this experience that you've garnered at all these different programs and, and not just programs, but things that you've created out of love and seeing gaps and needs. I'm curious, like, what's your vision for the future? Like, if you were given, you know, what you needed, what what are some things you would envision? I would open more housing for women. Mm. I would open more housing for women. Um, It's not easy to manage and grow a nonprofit organization. And I know that from experience, there's a lot of different um, aspects to it. 
fundraising, board management, uh, program management, uh, the finances. Um, I would love to create more housing for women and also develop some leadership classes or leadership workshops, really develop women as leaders. And leadership is a skill that can be taught. It's a natural, it's, it's, a, it's a gift for some, and it's more natural than others, but leadership can be taught. And a lot of women don't realize that they're leaders just because of their story, mm -hmm. right? So their story can lead people and save folks. So that's what I really want to do, empower women to be leaders. So ideally, I would love to open some houses for women, have a huge program like Glide and have staff and have a safe space for women to come be comfortable and be themselves no matter what color they are. So Glide is like the perfect place for me to be right now. But I have been working for nonprofits for a long time. So yeah, I really love what you're saying about um, cultivating leadership with women. One of the things that at, at Woman Inc. Um, that we're really proud of and we seek to do is we 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 try and do is help people empower themselves and yeah. like understanding we play a role in that but also understanding that we don't empower people you know people empower themselves right uh, and one of our things in our theory of change is one of our goals is that we are a leaderful organization that everyone who walks into that space is a leader in some mm -hmm. capacity and it's yes. on us to figure out like how yes. do we cultivate that it's an amazing thing to be able to it's really on a personal level i know that it's really helped me go into community spaces with others and truly kind of I've over the years, like recalibrate and be like, everyone in this space is a leader. I don't care what you do. I don't care what your position is at the organization. You're a leader. I don't know. That's been powerful for me, you know, and. Yeah. Really, Cultivating really, leaders. It's yeah. huge. It's huge. Seeing that potential in every single person, especially people who have been told and socialized to think that they aren't that thing um, is, is really, I love that. So Thank you so much for sharing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. I, oh my, yeah, I'm sure. We yeah, can. people don't realize that they have leadership potential and it starts with you, right? When you have the capacity to change your life, that is a leader. And then when you share that experience with others, it empowers them and it influences them. So that's my job to try to encourage women to be leaders and it starts with you. So when you become powerful within yourself, nothing else matters because you're so empowered with the success that you've done. So in my women's groups, I always emphasize it's the little bitty successes that empower you and empower your self-esteem so that eventually you don't feel so insecure about everything because you've accomplished and it's a little bitty accomplishments, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe you oversleep too much in the morning, but now all of a sudden you've learned how to set your alarm clock and now you get up a few minutes early and now you're able to accomplish what you couldn't. So that is a success and you have to learn how to build on those little successes so that you feel confident and nothing really gets in your way to discourage you. Because we could be our biggest critics and our biggest discouragers, right? So it's the little successes. 
And I had to sit back and reflect on my life and really had to step into my power and just realize, you know, you, you, you really are a gem in this world and you've done a lot of things. And it's partly because of your gifts, right? I'm a natural go-doer. I do it. I like to accomplish things, finish things. That's a gift. So I've learned how to not expect others to be like me, but more to teach them how I do what I do, right? I used to, I used to just get so frustrated when people didn't work like I did. You don't have the drive and the stamina to finish something. Oh, okay. Uh, but I had to change that perspective, right? Everybody's not you. So learn how to teach people to do what you do so they can be successful too and shine their gifts because another one of their gifts may come shining through. Um, so that's how I kind of look at it. So yeah, I feel good every day. I'm happy with myself. I'm happy with what I've accomplished. You know, I don't have any regrets. I've learned how to stand on my story, right? You have to learn how to stand on your story. It's yours, no matter what you did. Yeah, I smoked crack in the tenderloin in the alley and behind the garbage can and slept under the bridge right across from City Hall. And when I first got clean, it was so embarrassing because I felt like I was left behind or I was embarrassed or I disappointed folks. But then eventually, as I started to accrue the little small successes, I appreciated my story and I learned how to stand on it and speak from the heart about it. Right. And then when when you come across authentic, when people know that you're honest and you just being authentic and you're not trying to sugarcoat or look better or act better, then people gravitate towards you. So um, that's an experience, too. So when people gravitate, gravitate towards you. You have to learn how to have boundaries. So I teach, you know, ladies how to have boundaries too. So when you're a good person, you do good work, you are in demand, right? I'm sure you can experience that. People calling you for expertise, want to sit on this board, can you come speak? And that's well and, and good, but I also have to have a boundary so that I don't burn myself out so that I can learn how to polish my gift, let it rest and use it when it's necessary, right? And when it's the right time. So yeah, I, I, I try to teach the women because uh, and then I always learn, I like to learn. And I like to hear other stories of uh, success. You know, I really love to read memoirs and autobiographies. And I truly love those stories when people can share their experience from going from one place to another, whatever that looks like. and. Yeah, that's how I kind of just navigate in the world. Mm -hmm. I'm curious what kind of supports you got when, in terms of your being able to kind of transition from feeling some shame around your story to understanding, like, oh, like you're saying, I, I stand on this story. I built on these successes. How did that evolution happen? Because I, I can, I know, I hear that all the time with folks I work with, both with participants and survivors. And it's like, well, I just don't think I can make this change last. And I, I think that that's a really important um, element of our work, our shared work. So I'm curious how that happened for you. It was a combination of listening to other stories. I watch a lot of Ayanla Van Sant, right? She has her own television show 
she uh, Oprah discovered her, et cetera, et cetera. And she has the education behind it and she helps folks. I had to learn from other people being authentic and also hearing it from like professionals that it's okay to stand on your story. It is who you are. And you have to realize that, accept it, forgive yourself for choices that you made that may not have been 100% healthy, but it's still your life. So it was learned because when uh, early years in recovery, it was embarrassing at first to kind of stand back in the world and realize that I gave up 10 years of my life running the streets. And it was embarrassing to talk about at first. Oh, I went to a program, but eventually I just learned from listening to folks that it's okay to be authentic. Different trainings have helped me realize that sharing my story with folks and getting the reactions like from you, you know, you, you, you feel where I'm coming from. And I feel that you feel that. So that empowers me more to share my story. Right. So yeah, it's kind of like a learn type of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm really honored that you're sharing your story, not just with me, but with everyone who's going mm-hmm. to listen to this. Mm-hmm. I really, truly, I'm so appreciative of you in the community. And I know that, I mean, we haven't been working together very long, but we I, will. Yeah. And I just see it. I just, I'm like, Ooh, what is she going to do? Yeah. <laughs> I hope you guys can come over and do some workshops or yeah. We can refer women over to you. Yeah, I can't wait till we can really start engaging again. Um, Me too. Soon, hopefully. Yeah. So, I uh, mm-hmm. about all these different ways. Like, yeah, I'm excited too. I really yeah, like yeah, yep, yep, yep. And I know you mentioned that Glide has an event coming up on May 7th. So, right. So, Friday, May 7th. Mm-hmm. I can um, explain it a bit. So, Friday, May 7th is actually the Friday before Mother's Day. Mother's Day is. Uh, Sunday, May 9th. And uh, right now, Glide is closed, but the street in front of Glide is open. We call it the hub and it's the resource hub. So every day is a different um, activity. So Mondays, for example, is the food pantry. Tuesdays and Wednesdays, COVID testing. Thursday is COVID vaccines. So I thought it would be great to use the space to have an outreach event, especially as we come closer to, um, you know, coming out of the shelter in place. So anyway, Friday, May 7th, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., right outside at 330 Ellis Street in front of Glide between Taylor and Jones, we'll have a women's wellness fair. And uh, this has been a collaboration between Glide, the Healing Well, which is one of our partners. They uh, come to Glide and do classes, uh, YWAM, Another partner, which is on the street, same street, Ellis, as a Glide, same mission as Glide with the Religious Foundation and serving the homeless. Uh, they've been planning with us. La Cocina is a, yeah, La Cocina, the, the, the great food, right? So La Cocina is a agency that supports women of color as they start their culinary businesses. So you can go to La Cocina and uh, learn how to start your business. They have a uh, open kitchen where the different chefs can come prepare their food. So maybe you have a special recipe, right? And you want to get that product into a store and learn how to do that. La Cocina can help. So they will be there. I have 
about 22 outreach partners that will be on the street with tents. And they vary from employ, uh, employment outreach partners. We have some um, medical outreach partners um, like Mental Health SF, San Francisco Community Health Network. We have um, San Francisco Adult Probation, some support agencies, uh, Safe House, San Francisco DA Victim Services Acts for a Table. Then we have some um, advocacy groups Coalition on Homelessness, Because Justice Matters. Um, and then we'll have Hospitality House doing some art uh, games and whatnot. And then in our parking lot, we'll have yoga and Tai Chi happening intermittently. Like, like I think yoga is from 10 to 10.30. Then we'll do Tai Chi from 10.30 to 11. So that'll happen in the parking lot. La Cocina will give out snack bags with $5 gift cards. So La Cocina just opened a marketplace. I believe it's on the same, it's where UC Hastings is used to be, uh, High Street and Golden Gate, they're over there somewhere. So they're opening a marketplace where you can actually go in and shop and buy either hot food or maybe prepare packaged items. So they have a $5 meal. You can walk into the uh, marketplace and get a $5 meal, whether that's like a pupusa and some salad or special chicken with side salad. So when La Cocina is there at the event, they'll hand out snack bags. And they will also have $5 gift cards so people can go get them a meal. And Glide will also be serving lunch uh, from 12 to 1. And we'll have uh, bingo, the finale in the afternoon at 1 o'clock, which is the most popular event. I didn't know that. I'm not a bingo person. But for some reason, the ladies love it. And it creates friction because everybody wants to win. So I figured out how to get re- eliminate that. You give everybody a prize, right? Like a door prize. You have plenty of raffles and stuff to give out. So everybody goes home happy. Um, And then lastly, we have Simply the Basics, which is an agency that will come out, set up a tent and hand out free hygiene items to people, which is nice. So this will be a day of celebration, food, fellowship, networking. um, And we are trying to create some excitement in the community so we can all come outdoors and celebrate and uh, and put Glide back on the map. So I want the women in the shelter in place hotels to come out and have a little fun, but also know where Glide is. So when the shelter in place situation is over, you know that we have a women's center where you can come be loved and fed and learn something. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We also have uh, Oh, yeah. Adult probation, the reentry department. They'll be there, chief of uh, probation. So I've I've, uh, organized events in the past. And the difference with doing an event at Glide is that they have all these different departments that help. You got the volunteer department. You got the meals department. I don't have to run the Safeway and buy food and bring it. And, you know, they, they do it right there. They help you put volunteers together. They have a social media department. So they'll Blast out the event, the communications team, they help print the, the flyers. So this is the beauty of working at a bigger nonprofit than what I've been accustomed to because I've had to do all that stuff myself. So this is a real pleasure. Yep, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, be sure you send some flyers so I can put them at my table. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's turned into a bigger animal than what we expected. People, people hear about it and they just wanted to set up a table. So you can maybe, you guys might want to come out, put your mask on and some gloves and 
We'll have all the PPE and come say hi. Okay. We'll share yes. with folks know. Send me a flyer. I'll put them at our table because we'll have a registration table and people have to come over and sign in so that they can get their free gift box bag from La Cocina and so they can get their hygiene, right? So they can grab a, a Women Inc. flyer and it says Women Inc. So that's perfect. Awesome. We'll set those on the table. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, that sounds amazing. And I'm so glad to hear that La Casina opened up a marketplace too. Yeah, I didn't even know. I didn't even know. That is so cool. Women power. Yes. Women power. Mm-hmm. They've helped a number of our clients uh, start businesses. And if you say pupusa, I know that that's pretty much a guarantee that myself and everyone I work with. <laughs> yeah, you guys need to come. And then we'll have a little La Casina prepackaged meals for all the staff and the volunteers. But they have a website, so check them out. And I think you can order lunch through them. So, yeah, or if you have an event, if you have an event, call them to order food. Yes, please, everyone. They're amazing. That is so great. I am so glad to hear that. Uh, Yeah, everyone go. (laughs) Go there. Yeah, yeah, it'll be awesome. It'll be awesome. All right. Well, I know that. There's a lot happening and there's a lot more to happen <laughs> as we emerge from COVID and vaccinated or, or if that's, if that's something you can do, but right, 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 right. That Glide is serving as such a hub. I, I didn't even know they had, you, you all have testing and vaccinations and all of that. Oh yeah. Yeah. They've been doing a COVID testing for, for a long time, uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And vaccination clinic has started on Thursday. So people should be able to walk up. They were doing the Johnson and Johnson shot, but you know, it got postponed. So I believe they switched over to Pfizer, but now Johnson and Johnson is back on the market. So they may switch back because of the population It's easier to administer one shot than having them come back three weeks later. But uh, absolutely. Thanks to you and everyone at Glide for always being there. And what's always impressed me about Glide is there's so many services. There's so many needs that are met in this location. And mm-hmm. it's just one of those, it, it, you know, it's big and yep. it's, it's also, it's, it's retained its, its heart to me. Yes. Um, so it's not like this, you know, big, big nonprofit corporate feeling spot. Yes. Yes. Community. So that that's a it's a really special space, Please. especially the women's center. I'll just yeah say. yeah. Well, I I'm gonna turn something you said, and I, I'm going to I'm going to say this to you. You are really a gem in this world, Shannon. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Thank you so much for uh-huh. all you do and for taking the time to talk with me today. And I'm just so excited to be working with you. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you, too. Now, you think about uh, leadership series. That's what I want to It would be nice to collaborate in the future when we open back up. Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. We have a mm-hmm. leadership development group for our Latinx. Um, oh, really? Who have graduated the program. It's called oh, nice. So I, that's a nice little dovetail into that goal. Oh, nice. Program. Nice. Now, how do I get the podcast on a regular basis? Do I sign up like on the website? Yeah, you can go, it's on every basic outlet. Like uh, oh. you could go, 
Apple, Anchor, wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, and just search. And it's the Woman Inc. podcast? Woman Inc. podcast. Subscribe and rate today, everyone. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I got to find it. Listen to the podcast in the car. There's a few. I like Susie Orman. I like, uh, there's a podcast therapy for Black girls and uh, a few others. But I will add this to my list. Yay. and listen on a regular basis and promote it and share it. So thank, thank you. you. Appreciate being here. It's been a pleasure. You too. Yeah. Thanks so much. And everyone, thank you for listening. And please check out the Women's Center at Glide and keep up to date with what they're doing. It's an amazing organization. It's a real gift for us here in San Francisco. So keep up to date with them and have a really great day. Aw, thank you. You too.